Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ranting in Ohio podcast. I am Caleb. I'm Seth. And I'm Austin. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we have Austin Walkie back on two weeks in a row uh, just because we need him. Uh, we, and by we, I mean I, you know, I'm worthless. I don't have anything going on in my head, so I have to pick Austin's brain um, <laughs> just to just to get something out for all of you beautiful Beautiful people um, out there. Now, I thought two reasons why you actually brought me back. One, you actually enjoyed my presence last time. Eh. But, but, but I'm very skeptical on things. Uh, you should two, be. Yeah, yeah. Two, I made an appearance and every other guest you asked refused. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you started with you have a future Nobel Prize winning neuroscientist. A, rap, <laughs> a, rapper, a, a rapper that goes hard as fuck, Chancellor Nelson quality i mean his catalog is very diverse actually i mean you got stuff you party to and then that song millennials oh yeah that's a great vibe for our generation namaste uh, well i think he also is today the 30th or was yesterday he, yesterday the was his birthday happy yeah. happy birthday happy belated and he, Chancellor he released, Scott Nelson. Uh, he's kind of he, he put out a song that i think's more like like on the punk yeah. rock scene than uh than on the rap scene and it, it, he showed it to me the last time he was here it's really good yeah, little 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 fuss band put out a song yesterday they also too. did yeah yeah uh, good shit good shit i actually talked about that on my snapchat um yeah so anyways uh you know we're here we're gonna talk about you know some current events today uh, but first, we have some questions. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went on Twitter, and I asked my followers to ask me some questions. Obviously, they didn't uh, disappoint. I've thrown in some questions of my own, uh, but I guess we'll start with, we'll kind of mix them in so you guys can decide which ones are which. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So first off, we have Fuck, Mary Kill. Now, all three of us are going to answer this. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Bruce Springsteen, David Bowie, or Bob Dylan, or and Bob Dylan. All right, so. I'm gonna marry Bob. Okay, okay. We're yeah. Do we want to go like so? Mar- everybody goes through their marry. Their are you just want to <laughs> do them just, all three just, at once? Just do yeah. Just all right. Give, so you, give us your lists, and I'll give you mine last. Mary and Bob. <laughs> Who are the other two options again? I'm sorry. David Bowie and Bruce Springsteen. It might be a tussle, but I'm going to kill Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, so I'm going to be very similar to what what Austin just said. Basically, I'm going to I'm going to kill Springsteen. Uh, I'm going to fuck Bowie, and I'm going to marry Dylan. Oh, okay. we, we are the same. So, Caleb, do so, you differ? Oh uh, yeah, I, I've I've thought about this for a while, uh, <laughs> but it only took me a second. Um, <laughs> easy, easy kill, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Talentless hack. Never, be, uh, never was in my mind. Who? I mean, seriously, who has ever listened to Bruce Springsteen? I don't know. Nobody with. Legitimate, you've never gone to a tailgate party. Nobody playing cornhole with, Springsteen in the background. No, America. Buddy <laughs> with real musical tastes likes Bruce Springsteen. The best thing about Bruce String, Springsteen is little Stevie, his guitarist, who is the phenomenal actor who supported uh, James Gandolfini in the greatest show of all time, The Sopranos, as Silvio Montesanti. That might be Christopher. But anyways, Silvio. Phenomenal performance. You can also find him in Lilyhammer. The only good thing about Bruce Springsteen is little Steven Van Zandt. Um, So fuck Bruce Springsteen. Talking about raping girls. No, you say you're going to kill Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill him. 
I mean, what that song, ooh, I'm on fire. You got one good line, and but the intro is literally, literally, hello, minor girl. Is your daddy home so I can come rape you? It's literally word for word exactly what he says. You can quote me. Don't look it up, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Ooh, I'm on fire. Fuck yourself, fucking piece of shit. Fuck Bruce Springsteen. Good God. Boss of nothing. Uh, so kill Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I'm going to fuck Bob Dylan. He's not a marriage type. In my eyes, Fair. Uh, he's oh, not I, a marriage I was, type. I was fully intent on open. <laughs> open marriage for Bob. Oh, well, but I mean, here's the thing. I don't think you're going to get... You're not getting a long, good marriage with Bob. You're not getting fulfilled for forever. You only got about 10 years of quality content of and, for him. And I have divorce and all the royalties he makes. I am good. But, but once yeah, he's, once, once he's, you know, once he, like a young, a young folky Bob Dylan. Sure. Um, But David Bowie, if we want to talk about longevity, we want to talk about, um, uh, relevance and and pioneering and just the renegade um uh, chameleon experience that marrying him would be no no there's no question i don't know if there's anybody in this world that i would marry besides david bowie mm. rest in peace um <laughs> so yeah we're killing bruce springsteen i might actually do that we might really kill bruce springsteen i'm fired up well, the other, no, the other no, two are, me in this. aren't the other, aren't the other two already dead Bowie's dad. Bowie's dead. And Bob Dylan. Is he? Is, I don't is know. Dylan dead? He might. He might be near the. Jamie. Jamie. Oh wait, well, I am Jamie. He became. Um, he became really reclusive. Dylan became really reclusive, like through, he, through the nineties. And if he's dead, then that would. Yeah, he's some looked. Blood. He's been a thousand since nineteen eighty four. Um, I was actually listening and to then Dylan Mary, on the way here. And really? then, and then, then obviously I marry David Bowie. Um, pretty pretty easy decision, guys. You failed. Um, but at least we killed Bruce. Yeah, That's we all three. agreed on that. <laughs> Bruce, got, Bruce got voted off the island of life. Uh, next up, we have the fuck Mary kill of the three bills. The three bills of the apocalypse: Bill Nye, Bill Gates, and Bill Cosby. Mm. Mm. Do you pick mm. your morals or your money? Just kidding. There is no morally correct answer. They're all terrible. Besides maybe Nye, but I mean, uh, even then, it's like, uh, I, he's the best of the three by far. Nye, Cosby, and who was the third? Gates. Gates. Daddy. Let's shoot Boy. dust into the sky and stop eating meat. Also, I own all of the farmland. Hope you guys like not eating. Ha 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 ha. Block out the sun. So I Microsoft. Think, I think clear answer for, for murder is is Cosby. Uh, so that that one's not particularly difficult, but oh, I think sorry. I think I would marry. I think I would marry Gates. Oh, oh God, I don't oh, know. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's marry, just, marry for money. Yeah, but at the same time, like at least if you have to live with somebody, like Nye would be a much more interesting person to live with than Gates would be. He'd also be like, the most fun wanna, in bed. Do Nye. you want? <laughs> Do you want to see how the sausage is made that bad? Like, like, could you imagine like being intimate with Bill Gates, not sexually, but just like you get to talk, know him as a real person, and you're like, oh, 
So this is what's going on in the world. Yeah, so I don't... I we don't, know nothing. I don't think I want to know. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. I prefer to live in speculation. Because what if he's all right? And then you're like, oh. So it's not that there's... It's not that people are evil. They're just dumb. <laughs> I think... Well, Nye also, like, opens the door where, like, maybe he would do some Bill Nye the Science Guy, like, skits for me when I'm, like, really bored. <laughs> yeah. In bed. Uh... So like that could be interesting. Like he he takes the the baking soda and the vinegar and makes me like a homemade you know science fair in volcano. your asshole. <laughs> you're doing you're doing you're doing baking soda vinegar asshole Mentos Dr Pepper or Mentos Diet mm. Coke out of Bill Nye's. Yeah, well it's asshole. like he he tells me it's an enema. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> coffee enema. I'm actually gonna marry Bill Gates. Think so? Actually, wanna- I have an explanation. Yeah, yeah. Is that I get to end up being tight with Warren Buffett, and I make my dad proud because that's his idol. Mm. So mm. I will, I will, I will deal with Bill Gates to make my father proud. And then yeah. I'm killing Bill Cosby. I'm fucking dying. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Cosby, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Bill's the easy murder. You're great, great, great comedian. Stand up. I got some of the vinyls, but yeah, funny. You, but you were so, a terrible human being. Funny, funny story about Cosby. He was in the Navy. Uh, he played basketball for the Navy, and my wife's grandpa also played basketball in the Navy. They played basketball together. Mm-hmm. So he knew Cosby when he was a, a young fellow. And uh, when all that stuff started to unravel, uh, Emily's grandpa was like, oh, he's in some trouble now. And, you know, wasn't wasn't trying to back him up or anything. But, uh, yeah, so kind of an interesting story there. Did did he have any any uh, rape stories of uh, Bill? As far as I know, they, they were all semen. So, I mean, jokes, jokes uh, galore uh, there. But... Uh, yeah, no, all I, men. I, yeah, I don't think they, they, at that time, cause yeah, it was basically only men. Uh, I don't think Cosby, even, even as desperate as he apparently was, did not, uh, drug and rape fellow Navy, Navy soldiers. Uh, pretty hard. They do a lot of pushups. Um, <laughs> there is a rape issue though in the military. Oh, there is. Yeah. Especially now, <laughs> now, especially. Yeah. Justice for Vanessa Guillen and all the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge thing, and they're they're really trying to cover that up, uh, like or at least in the sense that they're not trying to make it a real public, like publicly known thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some fucked up shit. So so you are fucking nigh. Uh, Austin correct. is fucking nigh marrying Gates, killing Cosby. You're marrying nigh fucking Gates, killing Cosby. I I, I guess so. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Walkie here. I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna fuck Nye. I'm gonna kill or I'm gonna marry Gates. Just one for money, two to know, like the world. I mean, to know the secrets of the world. To go to the Bohemian Grove. Caleb. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a trophy wife at 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 Bohemia, and then we're killing Bill for sure, and little Bill too. Oh, it's not. Uh, yeah, a little. Oh, R.I.P. <clears throat> Um. All right. So this is a nice, nice, calm one. A little bit, a little bit smoother than the last. Uh, which Pokemon is the most fuckable? Hmm. God, depends on the anime artist. You know what I mean? Are we? Well, t- <laughs> yeah. Time out. Time out. Are we sticking to the OG one fifty one? I I don't know any of them, but I wrote some down <laughs> that I picked because oh, I had to look them up. I don't know any Pokemon besides. Well, Charizard, Squirtle, and and yeah, uh, the main too. character, their, uh, Pikachu. I, Pika, yeah, Pikemon. 
that, 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 those are in the original 151. I, I want to Google, like I want to Google sexy Pokemon, but I'm afraid of what's going to come up. Well, with Google sexy I'll, Pokemon. While while they I do just that, did. I'll give you my three. Um, I think the hottest is Espeon because it sounds like Espelon, and Espelon makes me want to fuck uh, because it's a tequila. And I think it does Espeon look like the cat or is Jinx the cat? Anyways, I got uh, Espeon, I got Jinx, and I got Jigglypuff. Pretty easy. Pretty easy, it, fuckable it, Pokemon right there. Is it the cat right like Meowth or Meow? Meowth, That's Meowth? a different one. This is a sexy cat. Oh, okay. It's Meowth, and then Persian is the evolved form. Uh, isn't, that the, isn't that the antagonist he's of on, the he's show? On, he's on Team Rocket. Yeah. Blast off and stuff like that. Team Titans, go! Boy, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, Espeon is the is the psychic cat. You know what? Lickitung is a good option. With two here. tails. Oh shit! You know what she can do with? with or well, I don't want to misgender the cat. Just because it's a cat doesn't mean it's a girl. Uh, but it is pink, so I'm guessing. Um, but I don't know how. Do Pokemon's have genders? Yes, actually, I believe they do. It says uh, so. I mean, they have to populate somehow, obviously. But, yeah, so. societal gender. Well, imagine Lickitung down there doing work oh, on you, Caleb. Oh, okay. Go off, sis. Go off, brother. Yeah, I, I don't have enough background. I never played Pokemon as a Yeah, kid. neither I, did I. I, just, I don't know jack shit. I mean, about Jig- I, up I mean Jigglypuff of- is nice and cute and all, but it's just she's a she's a round and pink. I don't mm. know what to do with that. What? Yeah, there's you like don't a- know what to do with round and pink. I let I led you on to that. Ha, set up, high five, spike. Um, yeah, I'd probably just it's probably a rough question when you really don't know many Pokemon. Yeah, yeah that no, I and I, don't I had have reference. I had I know, the pleasure, I, or I had the uh, benefit of looking it up last time when uh, Red and I tried to record this, and then people or tried to record the question answering and some Reddit questions, and then people kept coming in. So, which one did you pick, Caleb? <laughs> Oh, uh, Espeon, Jinx, and Jigglypuff. Espeon. Isn't that one like the it's evolved like a forms? Pink cat. It's like a pink here. So you're fucking, you're, you're in a bestiality. Well, I think, you know, oh, yeah, feminine, thing. feminine sexual energy and cats kind of go, I mean, what? I mean, there's, pussy, kid, there's kitty porn. Kitty. I mean, girls. No, that, I mean, they got the little, got their little ears and they got their little tail. I was not talking about the, the, the furry or the... Pet play or DDLG community. I was just talking oh. about cats representing right. feminine why. sexual energy on average, considering cats are also referred to as pussies, and pussies are referred to as cats or kitties. You talk about the female vulva, and sometimes it's called a cat. So we got a poke. I'm not fucking a Pokemon. So let's just <laughs> let's just clarify that one. They don't exist. Two. I don't. Next question: <laughs> Was France wrong for exodizing Napoleon? If is that a word? Which, is that the, is, which Napoleon? I mean, presumably the fourteenth. Presumably, yeah, the emperor. Yeah, yeah the fourteenth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It's not extraditing. They're just like excommunicating him from. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he used the right word, but I didn't look it up. He it, he wrote. E-X-S-O-D-I-S-I-N-G, and I just trusted him, but I don't know. Hmm. Exodicing. Well, I think it's difficult. The, 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 I think it's difficult to understand the time period. Like we you know, history is written through the eyes of the victor. 
So our content or our context of history in general is kind of skewed. But beyond that, uh, we're talking about what the French should have done with a French citizen. And I, I think there's a massive lack of nuance to understand what they should have done. I mean, he's an egomaniacal, uh, delusional. Uh, yeah, so not a great guy. Grand, grand delusions. You know, ah, I'm the next emperor of Rome. Like what? You know, yes, Josephine. Yeah, she's I, the real problem. I think at the time that's that's ambition. Like I think we look through it retrospectively and look at the guy and, and acknowledge the bad stuff, the bad views and opinions he had. I I, I think at the time though, and it's similar to Hitler and his rise. I, I think we can look back and say they were objectively bad people, but I, I don't think that's, that was how it was at the time. And this question is asking at the time he was alive, should this have happened? And I, I don't know that that's really something I can so answer. Are you saying no? Or I guess you, you can't. I'm answer. saying I, 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 I think I, that's I, a hard question to answer correctly. I lack context. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all I know well, is that question, Hitler and Napoleon are both stupid because Russia goes scorch earth. Don't invade Russia ever. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I don't even know anything about france besides they're a bunch of pussies they created democracy and lost their own revolution um <laughs> so that's the and then well that was actually a, i wrote this backwards um that was a follow-up to how do you feel about the dissolution of france dissolution france is still a country <laughs> exactly um so I, I'm, as it, as in currently like if it were to just dissolve as a country i don't know i've i you know <laughs> no, what I, I, i'll answer truthfully i'm conflicted this is a direct <laughs> this is a direct quote okay of me of what how do you feel about the dissolution of france i assume he's talking about the revol the you know revolution the revolution that yeah. happened well so she, like of imperial france is that like it just says the dissolution of france i think it's a meme I think it's. Uh, I think yeah, he's I just saying it in that regard. I think he's just saying it as a general question with no real answer possible. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is strictly humor based. <laughs> well, you know, I have no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, huh. sorry, sorry, Austin, Curless, not Walkie. He's the one that asked the France questions. Um, we failed, uh, but so did you. So you're not going to listen to this anyways. Um, <clears throat> which. Well, that's also a follow-up. Have you ever fucked any food? Big nose. Yeah, I'm big I'm nose no. across the board. Yeah, I've never. I had to double check through the memories, but no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, I had to cycle through the Rolodex th- memories. There but... would be a file if there was one. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna save that. But I clicked. I said no files detected. <laughs> so I remember specifically when I first came to Fort Jennings in sixth grade on the bus. I would frequently talk about. Um, and this was a bit, but I would talk about going to like chief at the grocery store, getting a bag of the strawberry filling, you know, strawberry, like, uh, Oh yeah. The ice, the strawberry pie filling. And I said, warming that up, cutting a hole in it and fucking it. And this, again, this was sixth grade. Mm. And, uh, obviously it got me a lot of friends and a lot of girls. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, shouts out American pie. (laughs) Right. Our our generation. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. You can stop uh, making. But I them. Never, you can stop making them now. I don't care about Steve Siffler anymore. Yeah. But he, I, I did not fuck any food. And then follow up to that: which food is the sexiest? Oh boy! Oh. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna fuck a food, what is it? I'm saying octopus. <laughs> Cold. Hmm. 
The sexiest food. I don't know. I I'm a I'm a cheese guy, and, and and cheese is pretty moldable, so you could easily turn that into something sexual. So I suppose in general, yeah. But cheese. to get but to get cheese anywhere liquid enough to where you could fuck it, it's gonna be pretty hot. I, I, oh, don't, I think you need I, the I friction, though. I think you need the friction. I don't, I don't think you yeah, want to like I mean, I mean, like a nice turkey alley oven stuffed. I mean, you stuff right, you're, just, you, you're gonna you get just stuff degree. that turkey more. <laughs> Let's maybe maybe don't focus on the realistic possibility of having sex with the food and just like what's the most attractive what i get turned on by the most yeah what's got nice curves mm. oh and okay. lines and uh what's what's sexy what's some sexy food out there a nice slice of cheesecake oh mm. fuck that's what, what, probably the best what, of what, fuck what, too. what the chocolate drizzled on top of it over I'm the a, plate yeah i'm a strawberry i don't drizzle. think this will be <sighs> functionally uh Sufficient, meaning I don't think you would actually have sex with this, but a nice bowl of legitimate ramen soup with the soft boiled egg in there, like that is that's that's the way to my heart right there. Well, oh, mean, you mean, I mean something is, that tastes it is a point five percent better than microwave ramen? Oh, it's so much better. You've never had good ramen soup. Well, I've you, I've been to a ramen shop. Then I am sorry that your taste buds. The noodles, it tastes the same. It's better. It's definitely higher quality. There's um, more going on. Nope, so, I'm, I'm so sorry. The noodle, like this. it's it's basically it's the same. It wasn't mm. worth it. Well, mm. not, I don't want to say it wasn't worth it, but it was like, yeah, these are ramen noodles. I can tell. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's much better out there. I mean, but yeah, I want I the, mean, the, the boiled see. egg, the pork. I want the Ichiraku ramen. It's it's the sound when you serve the pasta, man. When you serve that mac and cheese oh, or yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of pasta, it's that sound. Oh, I, want, I want the Naruto ramen. Oh. oh, Ichiraku, baby. Yep. It's just something about that image. Um, <clears throat> so that's 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 pretty much it on the quote. Well, actually here, but this will be a decent segue into uh, us starting to talk about the current events. Where did Q go? Hmm. And are people permanently broken from Q? Well, I don't, I don't think <laughs> Q went anywhere primarily because I don't, I'm not even convinced Q is one person. Um, oh, I meant the like the movement. The movement. I, I was just like, where do well, where do the I, Q people go? I don't think it's as dead as you think it is. Oh, I know it's not dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that they are dead personally. Like they're they are now dead inside and live with the schizophrenia that they've induced mm. upon themselves. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the. I think there's ongoing conspiracy. So I I watch a lot of uh, just because I am a masochist. I guess I watch a whole bunch of like far right religious leaders on YouTube and um a lot of them are still prophesying stuff about Trump's return and I can only assume that to be coming from from that same wing of of that movement the Q movement um so I don't really think it's gone at all I just think that it's kind of fallen into more of the the shadows of of religious like figurosity as opposed to mainstream culture but i don't think it i think the only difference between now and and four or five months ago is that mainstream media was covering it and now they're not anymore yeah i i could i could believe that and i think people are less openly talking about it because they know that i mean how many times can you tell all your friends neighbors coworkers that they need to have two weeks supply of food and water Every single week. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's been six months. Nothing has happened. 
You've clearly lost your fucking minds. Oh, Chicken Little. The sky is falling. No, Q, I mean... It's raining children. I mean, the government went full press on stopping... I mean, since the insurrection, I mean... Face, the le- the Facebook, has, they, yeah. it pushed them on where they communicate to the chans, 4chan, 8chan, and right. o- other venues like that way and channels to get through. But I mean, I just saw the other day the FBI out of Washington, D.C. posted pictures of some old lady that was at the insurrection and asking for help if you see this woman, Crime Stoppers, pretty much. I'm yeah. like, that was fucking how, four months ago now? Yeah. I mean, terrible sight. I think. Mean, yeah, a bunch yeah. of stupid people, but yeah, misguided, mm. misguided. Yeah, well, since we're kind of on that topic of current events, I guess uh, we might as well, uh, as we were talking about the media, we might as well talk more about the media, so like the New York Times and just mainstream media in general, right? The quote fake news uh, of the Trump era, and I think you know a lot of people still kind of hold that that belief and part of it's uh for valid reasons right like there's the russian bounty stories and so i i think what's going to end up happening is the russian bounty stories are going to be very similar to the russia gate stuff that happened to trump in terms of it's all going to backfire in the long run but they do have a really good point right now which is uh, and i they being like the right criticizing main, the other mainstream media outlets for their coverage of the Russian bounty stories. What are Russian bounty stories? Go ahead, Austin. Well, they were alleging that there were bounties being placed on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan by the Russians to militias and rebels in Afghanistan. So they're, because, you know, you have to tie tie Donald Trump to Russia once more Mm -hmm. and create tension there between him and Vladimir Putin. But yeah, they're just claiming bounties, but this entire story has been falling apart. Of recently, but they already got rid of their orange man bad guy. So right, yeah. So long story short, like CNN, MSNBC, and and outlets like that on the left covered it initially as how could Don- Donald Trump was briefed on this? How could he not do anything about it? Uh, you know, he's he's aware of it, and then there's no changes being made. And then he was asked questions about, it, and he's like, "Oh, I was never briefed about it." Well, that part was a lie. He was briefed about it, but basically, the briefing was like, "Yeah, so we have like a few." pieces of information that say this is happening but we also have like 60 other pieces of information that say it's not true and so he, trump was like okay no big deal well the left the, the media on the left ran with the story that trump was basically allowing u.s soldiers to be to be killed at, at the hand of of russia through kind of a third party operator and uh it's all come out to be entirely false through basically our intelligence agencies in the United States within what was it like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, they finally came out with their article saying there's, there's no truth to this. It was roughly about that time line, but it was where it was, it was heated election time. Yeah. And it was claimed saying the Trump doesn't support the military. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, I mean, that's just an example of left wing news running with a story. I mean, a right wing, I mean, you have the, the New York post, Great job with the Hunter Biden stuff, actually bringing, attempting to get a conversation on that. But recently they had claims that every migrant child was giving Kamala Harris's book. Mm. <laughs> At the centers, there was one book of Kamala Harris's that someone donated to a center. Just one. <laughs> but the New York Post ran the story that every child is being given Kamala Harris's book. It's, it's, it's propaganda. They want her to be their lady boss. 
So just let y'all know the news lie. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you can cover a story, the same story. You can cover it so many different ways. And media, the purpose of media, or I should say what motivates media is money. And as a result of that, it's just clickbaity articles and that kind of thing. And truth is not at the forefront of what they're trying to say. So they spin something the way they want to until the public starts to come to an understanding that what they said is wrong and then they have to backtrack. And it's not exclusive to to left-leaning media at all. However, within the last six months, I'd say you're seeing a lot of backstepping on in the New York Times, yeah. Wall Street Journal, that those kind of places are really having to fix some of the stuff they've said. Yeah. Well, in the same token, talking about left-leaning uh, areas, media, and so forth, we have California and uh, a brand new person entering the uh, governorship, which uh, f- comes Ooh, right after qualified. Well, it comes right after Newsom's recall, right? Or the the vote well, going the, on. The petition had enough signatures to bring the recall, which I mean, I don't know which states all had this, but it's, I mean, it's, I mean, all right. So you got upset. But the limit, like for the number of signatures, is like you make. It, right. it was a million. Sig- was a million. They ended up with a million. I don't know what the limit was, Jesus but I think they Christ. ended up with like one point five million signatures. Yeah, but there's like sixty five million people in yeah. the state of California. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why like left leaning news, like I've heard, like like these are stupid rules. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for the for the people of a state to be able to essentially uh, impeach. And hold, any hold, sitting, hold them to account. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Uh, I, but I think you hinted at something else, which is like, okay, they've been locked down for like a year and a half. And uh, I guess it's just a little over a year now. And then you have Newsom, who's been seen at, you know... The French Laundry and... You know, just yeah, doing stuff Fonty, that he's telling Fonty people restaurant. not to do. Which, he's a wine merchant. He's not a fucking governor. He's a wine merchant. Yeah. So I think people... It comes from a place of frustration more than it comes from a place of hatred. I think they're all like, why do we have to live this way and suffer as a state when when you get to just live a separate life than us? Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, maybe not the most just reason for recall. However, I get it. Like, I, I would be pretty upset in that in that situation as well. So It's just crazy. I mean, he's up for re-election anyway in 22. Yeah, it seems unnecessary, right? I mean, the two-year difference is, or the the year difference is kind of irrelevant at this point. But. And it's not like a Caitlyn Jenner is going to fix that. Well, that's the thing. But so Ka- Republican. Caitlyn, yeah, right. And that, that's... What? Yeah, yeah. What? So what? her, her what? thing is she's, uh, she's going to be... Um, She's going to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Now, she's received pushback on both sides. So, obviously, from the right, it's, you're Bruce. You know, like, they, they're, not, they're not buying into it. Um, and it doesn't fit the narrative they've, they've kind of created over the last four years, yeah. the transgender stuff. So, on the right, she's facing a lot of backlash. And then on the left, from the LGBTQ community, she's facing a lot of backlash because she's said some stuff regarding uh, gay people in particular. And basically, for somebody who's transitioned, you would think she'd be pretty accepting of the idea, but she's really against it. And she uh, against gay people in general, gay marriage specifically. Yeah, it's almost like she's a fucking piece of shit, garbage human. Well, it also doesn't make sense because like she was a man who became a woman. No problem with that. But she was married to a woman. So does that yeah. then make her gay? 
Yeah, that I mean, uh, that, I would, mean that would that I mean, would that would be by their standards make her a lesbian. Yeah, I, I need the, she's I, a trans lesbian. I need like the scatter plot and step by step on how that works each time. Like, like they ask you a question, yes or no, and they move you to the next question. One of those would help. But I mean, that's just about the LGBTQ. I mean, Dave Chappelle has a really good skit on that about how the G's and the L's are sitting in the front seat and they get along. We don't. They can't decide what they're doing. <laughs> The T's are somewhere back there. They don't like them either. And Dave Chappelle is a lot better than me. So just pretty sure I don't like them either. And Dave Chappelle is a lot better than me. So just pretty sure it's on stick and stones. Yeah. I think there is kind of an idea, right? That if you're part of that, like that community of people, the LGBTQ community, that there's just like this uh, serendipitous get along that happens between the different, you know, communities within that. And it's just like any other community. There's, there's disparity that exists and they don't all get along in the way that it's presented, I think. Well, I mean, they've done that with like Hispanic and right, same Latino thing. people yeah, yeah. or Latin X, like they presume to say. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner's a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Olympian. <sighs> Bruce, Bruce was an Olympian. Wheaties box. I mean, I, he also he's also a murderer, or she she's also she, a murderer. Yeah, she, she's she a murderer. Did. She yeah, killed I, somebody. I don't know that whole story, but she ran someone over and yeah, was yeah. like, "Ah, fuck you, I'm I'm rich. Caitlin." I, yeah, but I don't know if that's the actual thought process. Like, okay, if, I'm I'm one hundred and twenty seven percent. No, I was I, there. I witnessed it. I think if I hit somebody, I'd be scared shitless, and I don't. Like, it's flight or fight, right? And I, I think an easy thing to do would be flight, where you just run off. Because fight is facing the repercussions, uh, and, and leaving is potentially avoiding them. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, she couldn't. But I, I'm not going to be too critical of all that. I mean, the fact that, that she hit somebody and they die, that's that's a tra- you know, a tra- travesty and, and so forth. But I'm not going to pretend that that's not something hundreds of people do a year yeah i get it for for just as good of a reason but you know hot takes are meant for a reason uh and it's true defense it's too deep all right she paid an eight hundred thousand dollar settlement all right that's actually less than i would think for a death most yeah. of the deaths i deal with are to they the tune of millions they didn't value the life to they, be at least a million dollars they and, got to yeah. uh but they got to touch they got to touch her medals you want to see I'll my, show you, you around wanna, my house. You want to see my trophies? <laughs> oh gosh! Who is yeah. it? What's that? Oh my god! Kyle Dunnigan does the best on Instagram, which I think Joe Rogan's probably talked about him over and over again. But Kyle Dunnigan on Instagram does fucking hilarious, uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner impressions and and stuff, and or it does the little face swap thing, and I'm pretty sure in almost all of them. It ends with him running someone over, with with <laughs> Kyle running someone over. Oh uh, well, yeah, babe. Yeah, so you know she's she's capable of driving and and hit somebody. And you have a you have a Joe Biden who uh, the right likes to to pretend is uh, very senile and incapable of something as simple as driving, and he's our president. Is but beyond is that, that, pretend. Well, well, we can get into that. <laughs> there was but, a great uh, ad. He was in his like old classic car. He was driving it just fine. Yeah. And it, so we'll get into what... We know my what, stance on old people. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the last episode, we know that you just assumed Joe Biden should be a dead person anyway. Joe Biden uh, is dead. He's yeah. A, well, <laughs> he is geriatric. Already. He is. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you you, you but, don't talk but, to me. But to be fair, uh, he had his like joint address, or you know, some people are calling it a State of the Union, which you know, technically it's not. But we, for simplicity, State of the Union, and he's talking about spending. And uh, I mean, in terms of his actual speech, it was boring. I mean, he's a boring guy, but it was coherent. It was straightforward, and he spoke more eloquently than Donald Trump's. It's amazing. It's great. It's beautiful throughout his four years. So Phenomenal. you can hate you can you can tell you can tell Joe Biden isn't the same man he was thirty years ago. But at the same time, he's able to string together a sentence better than than what Trump was able to do. He, because he's older now, he really can't convey his emotions through his voice. Yeah, because like old people, they want to be really in the stuff. They just yell. <laughs> but I mean, he, I mean, he spoke well because he's been in that chamber for oh, five yeah. decades. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows how to. He's, he knows how to read. That's his home. And there really wasn't wasn't even full. There's like every fifth seat had someone yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people nodding off, other people rolling their eyes for the conservatives. Did you see? Did you see uh, Ted Cruz? I don't know if it was like a ploy uh, where he f- was oh, like yeah. faking being asleep, but it, there was like video of him. Like it looks like he's out. I'd say he was, but Ted Cruz is the type of bitch that would fake like sleep. fake it. I'm yeah, sure yeah. he was faking because he's he's trying to be you know the next Donald. He's trying to be yeah the public. He's trying to get that public uh, eye. Yeah, I think he's got a problem with Santis though. Like Santis is gonna is gonna take that way before Cruz does. Cruz is just like a fanboy. Like uh, DeSantis is like, you know, somebody who actually is more of an embodiment of what the the Trump movement was. Cruz had all that heat from going to Cancun while the entire state <laughs> yeah. of Texas was Dude, frozen. Did you see him make a joke about that at the uh, the uh, not the RNC? What uh, what was the big thing after the election that the Republicans? There's like a big uh, uh, the the uh, march CPAC, on Capitol Hill CPAC CPAC, CPAC conservative the, political yeah, yeah, yeah. action conference that's that's what it was so he the shows up and this is this is like two days after the Cancun thing right or maybe it was a week and he makes a joke about flying in from Cancun he's like yeah my arms are tired from flying in from Cancun or whatever and it was just like you're gonna make that joke right now smart like, I would do it that's the that is the only he read the crowd. response. Yeah, well, you have to make that joke. Yeah, the problem is, guys, the, I get the rest it. of the we, media outlets get that same that same clip. I, I, I'd say anybody that's a fan of Ted Cruz is going to be apologize. I mean, it, I prefer that because it's honest. It is. Yeah, I prefer that because it's honest and it's funny. He's like, yeah, of course I'm going to go to fucking Cancun. It's a, the state of Texas is covered in ice. I'm leaving. Well, and to be I fair, have enough money to leave. I'm going bye-bye. Well, and what could he have really done, right? Like, yeah. went and scooped food at a soup kitchen. That was basically the extent to what he could have done. AOC was there. She was doing a- that. AOC yeah. was and there. And she represents New York, not and, Texas. Well, yeah, and she, and she did. She brought in, like, $1.2 million of uh, fundraising to help Texas during that. So, like, yeah, there was stuff he could have done. But from his standpoint, I understand, like... Well, what the fuck am I going to do with this? I, I get that philosophy, but you're right. When you look at an AOC, well, clearly there was something that could have been done. And you assume he had the choice. He is married and well, has daughters. Who? Yeah. Ted. Okay. But- I'm not dealing with this. Teddy, we're leaving. But she calls. But uh, but but darling, I have to be here for the good people of Texas. Ted, I just booked the flight. 
we are going bye-bye. Yeah, I think that's a representation, though, because I don't think the story you're laying out is necessarily completely false to what happened or counterintuitive to what happened. But at the same time, if that is even remotely similar, because he did say his daughters wanted to go to Cancun, and he would have had to have told his daughters no. Well, if your daughter's dad. in a position where they can go, hey, dad, let's go to Cancun this weekend. Mm-hmm. And in one day, you just book the flight and go. Like, that's kind of representative of a disparity between you and your people. And you know, do you know how much leverage a politician's daughter has over their politician father? <laughs> yeah. Hey, dad, I... I want to go to Cancun. Well, we, you know, it would it would be bad optics right now. Dad, we're going to Cancun. I really don't know. Okay, I'm starting my OnlyFans. Yeah, Ted I'm, Cruz, you could, like that's all. Saying, it's if, it's one OnlyFans thread away. And my, well, daughter, you know, if I'm a politician, they are one OnlyFans threat away from anything. Even if the story he said is true, where his daughters were very adamant about going, and he was just being a quote good father and decided to go. That demonstrates to me that he's a bigger pushover than I thought he was, and I don't know that that's a good quality to have in politics. I mean, he's uh, – what did I say about Caitlyn Jenner? He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. uh, it's same, well, same cards apply to him. So in, in the same token of uh, Ted Cruz, he really criticized Biden's speech afterward, but within Biden's speech, uh, he lays out kind of some financial stuff. And I think, Austin, you've got some of the stats on that regarding how he wants to allocate some of the spending in the future or what he wants to see anyway. All right. Well, so far, we know that Biden, he's pushed through that $1.9 trillion on the COVID yep. relief. I mean, most of us, assuming all, all three of us got our 1400 bucks this time. Yeah. Well, what he introduced last night was 1.8 trillion on child care and free community college two years exciting stuff oh great now that i'm employed by somebody that offers tuition reimbursement and i can get free college (laughs) it's not quite free it's not quite free we have have, have the same employer i like i I, I, I I use that reimbursement i like the uh go on i'm sorry I won't go into the indoctrination of, of free public college, but... Well, I'm just throwing them lay down, then we can break them yeah, all down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. All right. Well, that on top of that $1.8 trillion, it was $2.3 trillion for infrastructure, which... My roads. Have you seen some of these roads? I fully support this if it means paving over every shitty brick street in small towns across America. So it, it won't... Heritage. History. That is history. They used to use brick roads for 10 years in the 1940s. Have you driven down Pierce Street in Delphus, Ohio? Every day. Literally every day now. A couple of things with the infrastructure stuff. So from what I understand, the the road situations, like locally speaking, um, unless they're state routes and so forth, those are municipality driven yep. fixes so this this won't actually do anything with your local roads nope. it'll only do things with state roads and federal highways and so forth um so forget about your brick roads getting nice new pavement i don't think that's going to happen but the other thing with the infrastructure stuff is the uh the biden administration has really broadened what i think most people's previous understanding of infrastructure was um i actually don't have a huge issue with the way he's broke it down um, but typically when people think of infrastructure, they think of what we were just talking about. Roads, bridges, buildings, you know, like yeah. that's kind of it. planes, but it's trains, much, and automobiles. Much, yeah. much more. Yeah. And it's more than that. So I'm not, a, I'm not totally opposed to his more descriptive way of laying out infrastructure. However, if you look at what 
the evaluations have been previously within the last 10 years in terms of how much money should needs to be spent on infrastructure. So for, for perspective, uh, before Trump came in, right after the Obama administration, we had a D minus rating for infrastructure in the United States. Okay. Uh, we have since received a C minus, right? Whoop. That's yeah. probably an inaccurate reading as well. well so at least road wise, but I guess with a broad infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. So point being like, we're still pretty behind, especially considering we're supposed to be the greatest nation in the world. We're pretty behind on infrastructure, globally speaking. Um, and everything I've seen says that 2.3 trillion doesn't even begin to scratch Scra- the surface yeah. of what we need to revamp for infrastructure. Oh, there's so much. I mean, what he's doing, like the broadband to a bunch of rural communities. Like yeah. I, I lived in Landek, Ohio. Spectrum told me to F off. Yeah, and not a lot. Same thing here in Fort Jennings. You can't get anything yeah. besides the local uh, OTEC, or yeah. Fort Jennings, or FJTC. And uh, if anybody knows anything about the uh, Fort Jennings internet, uh, it does not exist. It's not great. It's. Yeah. I'm sure it's better than the satellite stuff I attempted first because <laughs> sure, that was yeah, absolute yeah. garbage. I, mean, we I can. I we can don't stream. need internet infrastructure. We have Elon Musk's portable yeah. white uh internet uh his starlink stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's a matter of time but that that will be really neat that will open the doors for a lot of people i think but for now that's more of like a, a test if that i it still is. live here i'm 100 percent getting that yeah sorry sorry local businesses sorry oh yeah like other stuff power lines i mean right every, all i mean look at most of europe they're in the ground i mean shawnee in lima has some power lines in their ground. They're not giant wooden poles asking for someone to hit with a car and die. Well, and wind, tornadoes, and you name it. They wind, wind tornadoes, you name it. Yeah. Well, pe- car accident into it. And then everyone in the neighborhood pissed off their powers out. Someone just died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the cost for those lines, I mean, you know how much those, I mean, uh, around here you've seen recently there's the the helicopter people uh, replacing stuff, putting in new line or putting in new poles, yeah, doing yeah, stuff yeah. with the. That's like every day I see that helicopter. That's like six figures yeah. every single day. There between out. the operator, the fuel cost, and the actual unit itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, it, yeah because those those operators getting paid. Oh, a lot. They're of also money. a hel- lot of money. Helicopters are. The, the fuel required is really expensive and the refuel rate is extremely high. So, yeah. I mean, you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands and thousands of dollars just to and, fuel the thing for a day. And it's a very slow moving process. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. be doing one thing for like three days. All I know is they're really tall and they're metal this time, but they haven't taken down the wooden ones yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so what? Now there's just more objects for my car to hit? <laughs> at least yeah. the metal ones, I'm, I'm going to assume, and my car might just cut through that, hopefully, and I live. Well, the other thing that, like, when you I were talking... might cut through your car. When you were talking about, like, power lines and stuff, another thing that the United States is, like, illfully uh, unprepared for is a cyber attack that takes down the power grid. So like when you look at India, for instance, right in China's control over their power grid, they literally shut down like an entire two entire cities affecting millions of people for a period of two weeks because they just, they just could. Oh and my it, God. It was basically like an embargo. It was like a Chinese embargo on what India was trying to do to, to kind of fight back against China. So we're very susceptible to that in the United States because our power grid is not secured at all. We have no backups for most things. So a lot of the, some of this infrastructure money will go to helping with that. So you because we only have basically two major power grids in the United States. So you take out one of them, you've just eliminated power from 
the entire eastern United States, let's say. Oh, I mean, um, we're mostly connected. I like the windmills in Van Wert sends power to like New York and yep. multiple states. Besides Texas, who is very independent, Texas which we found out this winter. Yeah, you you messed up because you got to be Texas. Well, yeah. Well, the other thing is they knew. Basically, they failed to take the necessary steps. So, like, okay, we're in Ohio, right? We have we have wind windmills, wind turbines, and they run through the winter, no problem. But in Texas, they're not used to cold weather, so they didn't winterize their machines, their turbines, like they were told to do. Uh, they refused to winterize them because it costs money. Well, it turns out they get a once in a lifetime cold streak that because they didn't winterize their machines. It all went to shit. And then you have everybody up around the United States saying, oh, look, wind turbines fail. You know, they can't deal with the cold weather. Well, no, they can't. Just go to Van Wert when it's negative 10 degrees outside and you'll see those windmills turning because that's not the problem. The problem isn't the cold weather. The problem is they didn't prepare for it. In other words, kids, get insurance. Plan. Organize. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Use 5S processes. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Overall, like Biden's address was what it was. Um, and I think from a spending aspect, obviously on the right, you have people saying it's too much money, it's too much money, it's too much money. And then on the left, you know, you have like the the neoliberals who are like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like the leftists and so forth who are like, this isn't enough. So there's a lot of disparity just across the nation in terms of what he's doing and whether or not it's good. I like how right wing got back to like, oh, the budget, we're spending too much. Right after Trump spent, Trump yeah. <laughs> spent the most money of any president of all time well, until Biden passes him. Did you see today, Fox News had a thing up because Biden's done 40 executive orders in his first 100 days. So they compared that to other presidents. Trump did 33 in his first 100 days. And then you look at Biden, or uh, sorry, you look at Obama, 19. So they're like, Biden's doing uh. so many more executive orders. Well, if you compare it to to Obama to Trump, it's actually not. He did seven no. more than what Trump did. As you know, Trump did fifteen more, 20, 20 more than what uh, what Obama. Obama did. So, and if you look at the totals, because people lost their, they're like somebody, a president that uses executive orders, that ain't a president. That's a dictator. And I'm like, literally, you're one Google search away from understanding that. <laughs> that amount of executive orders is not even pebbles. It's not even pebbles in the sand in well, the top, you know, you and a lot FDR, of them are Woodrow Wilson, right? Um, well, Ronald that, Reagan, yeah. Richard. I mean, you have F- some FDR's numbers are juice because that third term, yeah, yeah, yeah but but I, know, I mean, I, I just, they're like but still and and Biden's because he, he came out heavy out the gate. Usually, the president, like, they'll do like one or two a week, really, like, let the write up this EO. Let that run the news cycle. And then once that starts dying, they'll put the new one out. Right. Biden came in like, we are in a COVID crisis. So let's just start banging well, these out. Yeah. I think what'll be interesting about Biden is, so if you look at what he ran on, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. He's, he's, he seems to be trying to do what he actually said he wanted to do, which I didn't think was going to happen at all. Um, but with that being said... I think he's running out of material. Like he's pushed so much stuff through that I I think the next three years or three and a half years are going to be kind of just stagnant. Nothing happens. It's just going to be acting out the stuff he's done now. The other thing is with executive orders, they can easily be overturned and, and ruled unconstitutional and so forth. So just because it's 40 executive orders doesn't mean that 40 of them are actually going to go through. And I think there's probably two of them that that will be thrown down. But I so, say yeah, one of the podcasts listened to our former speechwriters for Obama 
and they mention when they're pushing through Obamacare and a lot of things were, and they, they're encouraging by like you do your EO, you push as for as much as you want and you see what SCOTUS, the Supreme court will actually strike down. Yeah. <laughs> so you write complete shit that you have no idea on, but and like, maybe they'll let this pass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, Go ahead, Caleb. Uh, just, just quickly, just some examples of executive order numbers. Oh, good. Okay, so we have Teddy Roosevelt at one thousand and eighty-one. <laughs> we have Woodrow Wilson. Well, actually, I'll, I'll go to Calvin Coolidge at twelve hundred and three. Woodrow Wilson, one thousand eight hundred and three executive orders. Okay. Then we have great granddaddy Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the polio kid himself. <laughs> three. That's a great. That's a great artist name. The polio kid. <laughs> the polio kid. Three thousand seven hundred twenty-one executive orders hmm. in yeah three terms or uh, how many years in office? Uh, Twelve. Twelve, yeah, 12 years. years in office. So. Even then, if you cut a quarter, I mean, he's still looking at two thousand. If you're doing a, a thousand per term, you're you're doing well over a thousand per term, actually, because you have three thousand seven hundred. It's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Um, and then just some some more recent ones that nobody gets nearly that high. Um, George Bush, well, Ronald Reagan three eighty one, George Bush Senior one sixty six, uh, old Slick Willie three sixty four, George. W, 291, Barack, 276, Donald Trump, only 220. Um, and then, yeah, Joseph R. Biden, I think, is at 40 right now. Yeah. Uh, with, yeah. So, but anyways, let, uh, just a little quick interrupter there. Yeah. So, kind of going back to, you know, you brought up Trump, and we, we obviously have Biden as president currently, and there was the whole uh, mail-in voting stuff, and that obviously involved the post office. But there's kind of some new legal stuff going on with the post office that's of interest, I think, to the American people. So the uh, the post office is more or less collecting information about your social media posts and so forth uh, as a means of public safety. That's the argument behind it. Austin, you, you uh, might have some thoughts on that. Okay. Traditionally, this department, like obviously, like mails pass between houses and you got to check for stuff and... All right, drugs, bombs. I mean, the government's all on top of everything. Humans. Humans <laughs> in the mail on Wayfair.com. <laughs> that's why they went to the internet now. No, no, no. This is actually called ICOP, the Internet Covert Operations Program that they're conducting, and they moved off of regular mail, and an argument is the communications in your letter to your grandmother is equal to your social media post. So I'm sure they're relaying information to the FBI and all that other fun stuff that's going on. See, when I first heard this, I didn't see like it was the word I was for internet. I just heard ICOP. I just thought, like, oh, great. Apple's really brainwashed everyone. <laughs> so everything has to start with an I. So it's an I, then it's a cop. Uh, not as good as ICOP. Yeah. <laughs> so there's obviously like some implications there with uh, personal privacy and so forth. And we've definitely, at least in my opinion, we have seen somewhat of a breach of personal private privacy, at least online. Uh, within the last like four to eight years, um, which I mean, to be fair, it was new technology. We're still trying to figure out the rules behind it and everything. But uh, we 
we don't own most of what we have online. Like e- even you just doing Google searches is data sold to somebody. You know, you're using a free any any free service, you are the product. Yeah, you're the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that's uh, that's mildly concerning. And this is just an extension of that where. Uh, we're we're really losing our anonymity and and so forth. That's uh, why as, everything as everything should be an NFT. <laughs> every every action online, you bet you better you better make it an NFT. Who was it that was just talking about on uh, Lex Friedman? Somebody was really passionate about NFTs on on Friedman, but yeah, I mean, digital buying digital space as if it's property. I mean, it's it's it makes sense it's crazy in principle because the government's been doing it, and but. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, people are buying. They're talking about like buying actual, you know, di- like digital property, not just content, but like, oh, I'm buying digital land in The Sims that I'll eventually build digital houses on that we'll all live in when we enter the digital world, and I'll be one one step ahead of everybody because I already own the digital land. Yeah, when our consciousnesses get uploaded into the matrix. I mean, the government's going to get more into that because the Bitcoin, it really trashes the yes. U.S. dollar a lot more, which I, f- I found almost laughing, hysterical, because China came in the news saying that Bitcoin and gold and silver are great investments and stuff. Like, they're just shitting on the U.S. dollar Trying on top to of it. Trying to get rid of that fiat. Yeah. Well, they're getting, well, I mean, Bitcoin, I'm not big on any other cryptocurrency because they're just, like, once again, it's just another fiat currency. I'm really afraid if currencies all collapse, we're going to go straight back to barterism. Yeah, that's what people get. Well, I think I think Bitcoin may be I think I think the comparison to to fiat currencies is not wrong, but I think it it's not necessarily the full scope of of what Bitcoin is because because Bitcoin is a commercial resource as well, like it's it's bought and sold. Um and it's finite. And it's finite. It's finite. Money I, is not finite. Yeah, I, I think I think it may not have the long term outcome, negatively speaking, that uh, that I th- I think would be easy to associate with something like a cryptocurrency. I think Bitcoin might actually be here to stay, and I think the idea that it's in direct competition with the U.S. dollar, um, I don't think that has to be the way it is. I, I understand that framing, but I think they could coexist. I think it's kind of like it's kind of like having gold. You could have a situation where cryptocurrency is essentially like the gold standard, and then the U.S. dollar is backed by crypto. I don't necessarily think they have to be mutually exclusive. So I'm hesitant to bash crypto at the moment, especially Bitcoin and like Ethereum and things like that. Um, plus, that you know, made some money on that, so I'm not going to bitch too hard. But uh, I understand your point. I'm just I don't know if it's going to actually work out that way. Caleb, you still have your Bitcoin from a long time ago? Fuck you. Did you sell it? I don't remember. Yeah, I had six. I, <laughs> I had uh, so before I moved back to Fort Jennings, I had like I don't know six hundred fifty dollars in Bitcoin when it was like nine thousand, ten thousand dollars, um, right? So I moved back home. Uh, this is this is at a time where I'm not working a whole lot, uh, and I have two different bank accounts, and I can't get to the one because it's in Bellevue, and I need to pay. For some things, okay. Specifically, I needed to, I needed to buy a suit for someone's wedding. Uh, I didn't need to, but I felt like I needed to. No, it's not yours, Walkie. That's still coming, which I haven't even, I haven't went to Lion Clothing yet. Got, but that's you, a you private got, conversation. You got, you got, you got, you got time. I got to lose weight first. Um, but anyways, I, I bought, I, I had to, I, I had zero money, 
in my in my account that I could access here. So I took my I used my Cash App card. I moved my Bitcoin to my I moved my Bitcoin from my Cash App wallet to my Cash App dollar wallet or whatever, and then I uh, lived with that money for a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, as long as I replace it before the election, because I'm sure I'll be working more. I didn't end up working more. I didn't replace it. Election comes. I knew it was going to go up, too. I knew it was going up in the... Yeah, that's not even the worst of it. But I knew it was going up. I knew it was going to be 20000 by the end of 2020. I knew that was going to happen for almost a fact because they had split the split the coins or whatever. And I knew with the uncertainty of the election that people would buy a bunch and it would go up regardless of who won. I didn't know <laughs> it was going to hit nearly $70,000 at some point. And again, all while all of this happened while I'm broke, like up until very re- up until I got my tax return, I have been broke since August. Okay. That hit like three weeks ago and I've even been working, but I've, I've been broke all year in terms of, I can't put $600 into Bitcoin broke. So uh, yeah, I I think I would have had I'd have like three thousand some dollars because I had six fifty at like ten thousand times that by six and a half yeah six and a half times six and a half or six fifty times six and a half whatever yeah you guys do the math I can't six times six thirty six so I mean yeah so it'd be over. Probably, probably for like four grand, yeah. five grand, somewhere in there. Yeah. Just one Bitcoin costs. Well, one Bitcoin is worth fifty-seven thousand dollars. Well, and imagine the price today. is when because there's only however many million Bitcoins left. There's a, like a because there's a finite amount. Once it reaches the top, now there's no more. You can't mine anymore. Oh. The value. So there's a fear with that too. So the guy, uh, and it's not his real name. It's like uh, Yashimoto, Yashimoto. Yeah, his pseudonym to yeah, protect the, himself. Yeah. So there's a fear that he's going to come in and sell off. He's because he has he has like a million. Because uh, he, he was one of the original uh, okay, Bitcoin miners, okay. so he's got like a million Bitcoin. So there's a fear that he's going to reappear online and sell off a million shares of Bitcoin, which will just tank the price of Bitcoin overnight. Um, I hope he does it. Today, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When do I get my first check? I hope he does it in two weeks. Uh, well, I guess moving on to like another topic. So there was obviously the the Chau- uh, Chauvin trial. Uh, sorry if mm-hmm. you guys do you guys have more to say about that? I didn't. Wanna... Oh, I was. Oh no, I'll no, move on. you're good. You're good. Okay, so talking about like the Chauvin trial. Obviously, that happens, or the cause for the trial happens during Trump's administration, and we get to see how it all plays out here in the Biden administration now. And it wraps up and he's convicted of what, two counts of murder and then one count of manslaughter. Or was it two counts of manslaughter? One count it of was murder? second degree and third degree murder and then second yeah. degree manslaughter. Yeah. So, uh, foremost, I mean, kind of an interesting verdict just in the sense that I kind of figured all he was going to get was manslaughter charges. I really didn't, as a cop, I didn't think he was going to get a murder charge. So that's interesting because you have to kind of prove intent. Um, so somehow they are able to do that, but there's also obviously the rights kind of up in arms because 
because it was so politicized, obviously the jury is aware of the situation and that weighs on their decision uh, as to how to to kind of vote in regard to his conviction. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, they've had jurors come out and say, yes, he did that, but it was also felt bad. Like, yeah, because you're sentencing a person to prison for a long time. Which he belongs there. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's a murderer. He, he fully, of, he, yeah. of the worst degree. He, like, fu- he fully was guilty of the manslaughter charge. Absolutely, his yeah. negligence as an officer, as a cop, you make it an oath to protect. Yeah, that man was on the ground for nine minutes, yeah, like nine and, he and just, a half. Yeah, he needed help. There's an e- uh, the best testimony was an off-duty EMS woman and she said he needs help he can't breathe i can tend to him right now you can just you can be here and watch and chauvin's like no mm. pushed her uh, off i'm like i mean i understand the copy wants to be in fully controlled situation but i'm like i mean i i watched that full video when it first came out mm-hmm. i watched it all i still like that's not what i want a cop to be doing no yeah like I absolutely don't, i don't care I don't if you're care. racist or or you or you think all um, drug addicts should die, or you know, to people that are like, "Oh, well, he was on heroin, so he deserved to die anyway." That doesn't matter. And also, fuck you. Um, and if you're racist, but if you're even if you're racist, even if you you think all junkies should die, not calling him a junkie, but even in those circumstances, it's still murder. Like he still just killed him. Yeah, for absolutely I, no reason other than to kill him. And and for people who want like a better understanding of like positional asphyxiation and that kind of thing, I would recommend a guy on YouTube by the name of uh, Bo of the Fifth Column, and he's got several videos on on asphyxiation based on position, and he dives kind of into the Chauvin stuff uh, in regard to that. So when you look at it through his eyes, basically, it's like there's no excuse for this, which there isn't. Um, I I think the outcry on the right is I understand it, but I think it's their lack of understanding that leads them to that position because anybody who watches a video and even on the right, they're going to agree that, yeah, this is fucked up. Like this is not okay. But I think where things get hairy for them is the difference between manslaughter and murder. And they are, they're drastically different charges. Um, but he's trained, right? And he's and, in a position of power. I mean, he's at an power. elevated. He has a higher standard to uphold. Yes, exactly. That's that's the big thing. He's not an average guy. And to be fair, if he was an average guy, if I did that to somebody on the street, it'd have been murder. Yeah, yeah. So, if we're gonna try to hold them to a yeah. similar standard, we hold any other civilian, then it's clearly murder, right? So, yeah. I mean, we're gonna see because it's like six weeks, maybe out when we get to actual sentencing. Mm-hmm. But the during the thing, the state, the the prosecutors, they brought in some evidence late, like a witness, and the defense like you can't do that. We we're never briefed on that before. And then the judge told them, if you mention any of this during the trial, I could declare a mistrial. Mm. What does the fucking prosecution, the state, do during the trial? They mention what the judge says they can't. Oh, I've heard but, that about but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So means. There's appeals out, out, yep. out the wazoo. It just, it's all going to come down to political pressure and which judge is okay with putting their name on letting Derek Chauvin walk on a mistrial yeah. and redo the entire thing. It, I mean, it'd be a complete, it'd be the biggest mockery and sham of 
of our well, political of our court system yeah. to date that I know of, but I am also not educated on law. Well, and like Austin pointed out, I mean, it's totally it, it's a ball drop mm-hmm. on the the hands of the prosecution, yeah. and uh, you know, te- technically, he's like he point like he states, you know, really there is there is grounds for a mistrial here, yeah. not because the evidence was you know, false or whatever, but because of the content they, they throw forward that wasn't, um, allowed to be included. And that, that's, that's, that's the thing about, I work with a lot of attorneys, um, and a good attorney makes a really big difference in a case and, and shit like this is just not, not where you can fuck up. And it sounds like they, they, they may, they, they're in a position where they, they may have actually fucked this up severely. Yeah, no, you need you need the you need a Robert Kardashian. Okay. Uh, what's the, what's the other guy? The well, other there were three big of one. them weren't there for the for the OJ trials that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it was like yeah. Rob Kardashian, um, some other guy. Well, it's it crazy. Like when you talk about the different lawyers, like Chauvin just had one defense attorney, while the state of Minnesota brought in the right. Ellison, the AG yeah. for the state, brought in all these private prosecuting attorneys many of them like not like the normal ones that had been so they brought them in get paid out the wazoo and there's an army of them versus one dude and that army still fucked up yeah yeah well that's almost more of like a too many cooks in the kitchen situation you know maybe uh maybe they did it on purpose huh a little conspiracy here mm. Mm. so they they look like they're trying hey guys we got to really look like we're trying yeah the problem but is then that- just you just kind of fumble in a high profile case like that a mistrial if it's your fault looks really bad for your career so unless all of these guys are like within a couple years of retirement i don't think any of them would want to be a part of that but but what if you're guaranteed a spot for hey you take one for the team you get a promotion yeah you know what i'm saying like problem yeah i I mean they may not actually get the promotion you know it's interesting you might get it you might get the bonus check well, the other thing with prosecution is a lot of times they're teamed up with law enforcement, right? Like a lot of prosecution, especially in criminal trials, is they're on the side of law enforcement more. I mean, law enforcement's kind of an unbiased uh, figure in a, in a lot of criminal trials where they did the arrest, they did the the legwork, but it's up to the attorneys to kind of figure out how to how to actually pursue this. But the point is, prosecution is often on the side or re- getting most of their evidence from uh, law enforcement in some way. So, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but like, I think you could, uh, you could drum something up if you really wanted to in this one. Uh, speaking of law enforcement, how about Biden's, uh, pick from the ATF to head the ATF? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Austin. What did you call Bruce Springsteen and Caitlyn Jenner, Caleb? Um, and uh, who else? Ted Cruz. Pieces of shit. <laughs> this ATF, all right, people don't know what the ATF is. It's another stupid bureaucracy under the executive branch of the U.S. government. It's the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So all the things they want to take away from us. Well, or regulate. Well, this yeah. guy who's now going to head this department and bureau for the federal government worked there. Back in the early 90s during the whole Waco thing, the Branch Davidians. And he led that. He led that. Now, the reason he's a real piece of shit, afterwards, this burnt down building where, I mean, it depends what your topic is. I believe the government completely fucked it up. Uh, What are we talking? What's Waco? What's Branch Davidians? Uh, 1993. 
So oh. the Branch Davidians were like, uh, the way that it was framed by the ATF is they were a cult, but more or less it was like a, a commune. Um, and they had firearms and the ATF or the federal government basically said, these people are a danger. Um. So the ATF show up along with the FBI to raid this place. But they own the, but uh, the, the people, uh, the Branch Davidians own the property. So like, no, you're not allowed on our property. Yeah. You have no warrant. You're not doing this. Yeah, and you're and, not allowed on the property. They should have been shot on site. Well, and <laughs> and so there's a standoff. There's no firing, but there's a standoff. And how many days was it, Austin? Do you know? I mean, it was like days. Uh, it might have been a month or so, or if not two. Yeah, a total standoff where there's just this stalemate between federal officials or federal law enforcement and the Branch Davidians. And eventually, there's a lot of there's there's not a lot of clarity around what happened first. But basically, the the Branch Davidians that survived claim that the FBI fires first. Now, the FBI and the ATF claim that the Branch Davidians fired first. Anyway, you know, a wage ensues. Or, a, yeah, like they wage war and it ensues. And somewhere along the lines, a building is on fire. Uh, the ATF at the time stated that they that the Branch Davidians were the ones who set this place on fire. Fast forward to now, it looks a lot more like the ATF are the ones who set it on fire to try to get them to come out of the building. With the tear gas. With the tear gas. Yeah, they were throwing tear gas in, and that's what caught it on fire, and there were like children and women who died as a result of that fire. Oh, no, they, did, they, they set themselves on fire. They knew they did wrong, so they they you know they let they let themselves on fire and you know let us take them. Fuck you, pieces of shit. This, okay, the, so this the, guy's the, in charge the, now. The new guy in charge of the ATF. Photo. He took a. He made sure someone took a photo of him in front of the burnt down building where yeah. the women and children were burnt to death. Bad like optics. A with up. a smile on his yeah. face. No thumbs up, but he had a smile. Yeah. We did a good thing today. He was today. proud because, all right, here's the ATF numbers. I mean, they found 136 firearms, guns, 700-plus magazines, 200-plus rounds of ammunition. All right, so they're loaded up, but, I mean. That's all for hunting. Exactly, all well, the assault rifles. <laughs> also, I mean, technically speaking, Second Amendment, right? Like, what right do they have to? Yeah. to oh, <laughs> I'm going these private people own guns. We should raid them. I'm going to go back to Biden's speech when he talked about guns, <laughs> how no one should have a gun that can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition. And he's like, what do you think? These deer are wearing Kevlar vests? <laughs> no, but you are, Joe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a joke about killing the president. But if somebody did, you know. Aim for the head. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Biden's ATF pick has been quality. Um, he's been scrutinized a little is it, bit. So it's like the uh, like like Trump's um, education pick, DeVos. Yeah, yeah what it was like. Oh, hey, Betsy. Yeah. What? Who's who's the worst person we can select? Yeah, go with them. <laughs> yeah, it's similar to that. Why is that? Well, I'm an old golfing buddy of their their husband. Yeah. Because um, I assume the ATF guy is, uh, has a husband. At least a secret male lover. <laughs> You're high up in the government. You swing always. Low and high, side to side. Boys, girls, women, men. Notice I made the difference there. I may I may think QAnon people are crazy, 
but I definitely know rich, powerful people fuck kids. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. That's what QAnon gets right. Like, yeah, rich people, rich people trade and fuck children, and they should all die. Uh, well, in a change of topic, uh, <laughs> there's some stuff that's not often covered in the news, too. So we've kind of hit on mainstream media and their faux pas and whatnot. However, there's some stuff that just no news station seems to want to talk about at the moment. And like the one that first jumps out to me is what seems to be an upcoming housing crisis. And, you know, we don't have to go back very far uh, to the mid 2000s, early 2000s there, where we had the Great Recession primarily brought on by uh, the housing crisis. And it seems like we're heading towards something similar. Austin, you're a little bit more uh, of an expert in this field than I am. Okay. Yeah. Austin owns seven homes. Yeah. I'm currently a renter. That's a lie. <laughs> Austin I, owns I, seven I, digital homes. I'm in my, NFTs. In my I'm in my mid twenties and have student loans. I, I I can't own a home, which is also a major issue. What's going on? Are because you, a home is supposed to be your main equity thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's the building block of America. Young fa- young people get married, start their family, get a house. They work on that. They build up their own equity. But now. The market's been pushed up. All these houses are getting sold like 25% above market value. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take the cash offer. Well, I I know I don't have that cash offer. Who has those cash offers? Very rich people and the banks themselves. And then what's happening, the banker ended up becoming the landlords technically over all these people. And they could seize it anytime they'd want when they loan out these houses that they bought up all across the America. So just a matter of time when the bank decides to pull that or that people mm-hmm. can't pay their rent to the banking or their mortgages, it's just the prices are out the roof right now. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, like upper middle class individuals, like maybe even my landlords, I don't know how much they have, but they can buy houses and they can charge rent to us. And renting, you're not building any equity, which mm-hmm. really hurts the American economy as a whole. Yeah. So you you were talking about like you you said you're a renter. Another thing with rental properties that's uh, aside from banks and stuff, there's a lot of big rental companies that are buying up like your major apartment mm-hmm. complexes uh, that used to be owned by one individual or two individuals. They're now being run by these corporate uh, you know apartment complexes basically that are nationwide. So Emily and I lived in uh, Kettering for about a, a little over a year. And we stayed in a, a place, and at the time it was it was like a mom. It was a big complex, but it was like a mom and pop place. The guy had been in his family for a long time. They had slowly added on to the to the facility and built more apartments. And they were getting out of it, so they sold it to a major uh, apartment complex that's, that's nationwide. They got apartments all over the place, and it's interesting. So not only are you not building equity by renting, however, these new places, uh, the way they're writing these leases, when you sign them. Any any changes that need to happen inside, you need a new AC unit, you need a new furnace, you need a new water heater, that's on you now. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's not, it's not on the complex to replace your utilities. You have to pay for the utilities, your gas bill, your electric bill, water bill, and so forth, and now they're writing it so you have to basically do all of the work inside of there without building any equity. That's... That's disgusting. That's fucked yeah, up. That's really fucked up. And they have all the leverage because you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. At all. I mean, you can't yep. afford a house. And if everybody else is is renting, and 
your I what I like to call as the the true pillar of white privilege. Your grandma's not giving you a house on land contract. Sorry, Seth, you fall into the category. I it just it is what it is. I came up with that before you did that, so don't worry, <laughs> it's not personal. Um, it's just yeah, if you're not getting your getting a, a family land contract home, you, uh, good luck. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, we're, we were very lucky when we lived in Dayton because the plan was not to move back to the Jennings area. We were down there looking at houses, and it was like, well. A prerequisite was it had to have property. I wasn't going to live butt to butt with somebody else. Yeah. I basically my criteria was if I can't walk out the back door and take a pee and have no one see me, we're too close. And uh, so we were looking outside of Dayton, uh, the Beaver Creek area, and some of those the nicer um, suburbs. And it was like okay for like three or four acres of property, like two bedroom house. It's like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. No, and it, and it was just like, how in the fuck are we ever going to, just for the down payment, like $30,000, 10% down. I mean, what? Oh, you're, you're talking about building. Like, the, we already talked about lumber last time. Oh yeah. Out, 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 well, out, it's out funny you say that. And you're oh, fresh and, graduates at that time. And then, yeah. and then also land like around here. Like, I think like there's a, like an acre or two, like on Walpalk road, but it's like 20, 30 grand an acre yeah well and that's are, that's farmland for you right yeah, there but there are lots outside of jennings which the the last lot on what champion on champion drive was just bought mm-hmm. by um a friend but the lots on the other side of that on the the bigger the the new champion drive i don't know what it's called with the even more expensive houses are twice as much so those champion drive lots are like twenty five thousand. the other lots fifty thousand, and only like two people have bought them yeah so um my and aunt, they're kind of stupid for doing it, but they did it anyways. My aunt and uncle uh, have lived in Perrysburg up by Toledo for 30 years. But my grandparents, their uh, their parents are getting older, and uh, they decided they were going to move back. So they bought some property, probably about two acres, along the river, the Ottawa River. Or I guess it might be the Auglaise. Uh, beautiful property. And they started, it was like a woodland, so they chopped down all the trees and we're clearing the land and then COVID hit and then lumber prices skyrocketed. So they're at a standstill because the cost to build right now is just Mm -hmm. so expensive. They can't even, and they're like, they don't even fall into the young people category. I mean, they have assets built up, they have a house they're selling and they're still looking at it and saying, holy shit, how do we pay for this? Well, people are, you know, people are looking to build houses and they made these plans and you know, they made, they got a contract, they got their, they got basements ready to be poured. They got porches, they got all this. Uh, and now their cost to build the house, from what they thought and what they got a loan for, is close. four, five times as much as yep. it was. Quadrupled, quintupled, just keeps going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, it's not absurd. even that it's only affecting young people. It's clearly affecting even the, the people who are just mm-hmm. at any age trying to build a, a new home at this point. It's just you can't do it. If you have a $100,000 house to build say which is just hypothetically i don't know how much um say it's a hundred thousand dollars now you quadruple that just from plywood from plywood you quadruple your cost you now almost have half a million you almost have a half a million dollar cost to build a fucking house yeah with two bedrooms maybe one and a half bath the half you'd bath. probably yeah you'd probably have a half bath yeah, but I mean... One and a half baths. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And 
you know, kind of hitting on the same thing. There's a pretty big issue with department stores now too. And uh, first of all, you know, everybody talks about main streets closing and whatnot. Well, it's kind of the same story, but uh, department stores are just being ate up by, by Amazon and and places like that where they Mm -hmm. can't compete anymore. Nobody wants to go into a store. Plus, COVID didn't did not help them at all either. But I think even without COVID, Amazon and, and the like were just going to take it over regardless, and they're fucked. It's crazy when you go in the stores or going out like Macy's and stuff. You go in there, they're selling their fixtures and their tables mm-hmm. that hold the merchandise. The 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 mall, the the American Mall, the uptown is is dying. Like the main the main street, the downtown died years ago, and the downtowns yeah. are actually kind of are coming back because hipsters. Um, <coughs> excuse me. People want to support local now. They're saving all the money on the back end by ordering everything from Amazon, and and so in these small towns, people went away to college, right? They experienced the city life. They experienced thriving downtowns, and they got the coffee shop. They got the ramen shop. They got the sushi. Well, they don't want to raise. Yeah, they don't want to raise a kid in a downtown city because who I mean who wants to fucking live in a city psychopaths they want to come back to the small town because they can buy the property mm-hmm. do you want to spend half a million dollars or do you want to spend a hundred thousand dollars for the same fucking house but also probably more land more privacy better school system uh less chance of getting shot you know you come back to Fort Jennings or maybe not Fort Jennings. Let's say you come back to Defiance. Well, you know, you've saved a lot of money by moving back instead of staying in a big city. I mean, you set probably several hundred thousand dollars quickly. Well, now maybe you want to start your own business and you miss having that that sushi. So now you start your own suit, you start your own bar and restaurant downtown. You buy start buying stuff downtown. Everybody other people did the same thing. They have the same idea. Now you have all these downtowns with people that just want to experience the city's life without going to the city because downtowns are cool. You can walk around. You can go into here. You can go into there. Get a nice record. Have a nice glass of whiskey. Have some nice fucking sushi. Okay? Sushi. So (laughs) from what I understand, uh, at least this was in 2018, the most common job for a uh, female in the United States between the ages of like 35 and 55 was in retail. Mm. So that's a that's a whole swath. I mean, that's a big chunk of America. Like every just, gen, every Gen X woman, that, uh, they're just losing their jobs. They don't the, exist anymore. We're, we're, so the destruction of the uptown is the dissolution of the Karen. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. With with the malls dying, the Karens die too. You see a battle with like Amazon and Walmart. Like recently, I saw mm-hmm. Walmart. Is it a price? Wal- Is it a price I'm willing to pay? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, there's obviously no, bigger but- cons to it than just that. I, but well, I mean, it, it's going to solve itself eventually. Yeah. It's just a matter of how long that takes. Yeah. Never forget the invisible hand. I'm not saying Who's it's had his fingers cut off. But. I'm not saying it's the free market or whatever that's going to, going to facilitate it. It's just kind of the way things go. Like if there's a need, people aim to fill it regardless. Because if there's money to be made, they're going to try. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the the we're facing a, a work crisis 
as well. I mean, or an, an employment crisis with more people are leaving the workforce, labor force, than are entering. Because everybody worthwhile, or, you know, not everybody, a lot of the people our age worthwhile went to school. So kind of like we talked about with the college debt crisis last week, you know, people go to school. A, a lot of people are getting jobs in their fields. And if they aren't, they're still not going to, a lot of them aren't going to step down and become plumbers, especially not um, women. Why would a why would a woman become a plumber? I'm sure, there's some, I'm sure, but... No, obviously, women don't do anything physical. They only work. <laughs> they only work in retail. Um, but with like the destruction of some jobs, like retail, it's probably not as bad as it as it could be if you know there was still a greater need for it. Because a lot of those spots just probably there's no need for them. Regardless, they're getting phased out. Nobody wants to do them. Right. I saw a self checkout last time I was in a Dollar General, and I freaked out. Mm. Bro, the Walmart self-checkouts are getting extreme, as in there like aren't even uh, – there are Walmarts without even like manned um, uh, lines anymore. It's almost all self-checkout. Oh, God. Yeah. So like for me, like we, we grocery shop once a week, and it's usually me. If, if I'm free, I'll, I'll be the one who gets the groceries. And to think about me trying to self-checkout – all of the stuff we have for three cats inside, like eight cats outside, a daughter, my wife, and myself. It's it, it's it'd be a massive pain in the ass to try to do. Well, it they're myself. giving you a little bit more room now. You get little, they, you get a little queue area okay. and like a. Oh yeah, it's no, actually decently like, set I've up. seen the ones at Meyer where it has the whole like track that runs your stuff down for you, mm. and then you bag it all for yourself. It's more, I, I don't it's, even look it's, at them. It's a lot more space than the normal self-checkout where you have the bags here. And there's yeah, and, and yeah. If, the, if that whatever your buying's not on that table and that weight's not registered, it's angry. Yeah. But what what is coming? Amazon once again in those stores where you just pick something up and when you leave that store with that in your hand, you're billed. Mm. It, the cameras to see what you grab and see what you leave with. I mean, I'm not totally opposed to that. Although from a uh from like a marketing standpoint, it's genius on their end. It's kind of, again, getting back to some of the stuff we talked about earlier, where it's like almost infringing on rights. Cause like they can just know what you buy on a weekly basis. Oh yeah. And that's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I like that necessarily, but it does make it easier to just like grab all the shit you need, walk out and then, Oh, it's just billed to my credit card. Okay. That's what I was going to use to pay for it. Anyway, I didn't have to check out. I didn't have to talk to the cashier. It's already, Great. On, your, it's already on your Amazon account. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate that idea. I, I see some potential issues with it. But that, that's kind of where we're at with technology now. Like, we're trying to maximize the benefit, and I don't think there's a lot of emphasis at the moment on minimizing the repercussions, and I think that's all just coming down the pipeline. We're still sorting all that kind of stuff out. Say, so, yeah, like, the first self-checkout, it's like, oh, I remember listening to something about it one time, like, late 80s, maybe in the 90s. And you know the uproar people had. It was, oh, sure. It was, it was like in some small ass state like New Hampshire. And that small community is like, what is this? And <laughs> that's going to take our jobs, these robots. And Well, I think even shit, uh, there's a gas station in Kaleida, the Shell gas station. I think that's it's. A, that's I, a nice shell. It's got subway. It is. In it's it. a nice shell. But I it think, might be a party mart. Yeah, it is. The big Ta- around here, yeah, party marts. Party mart, yeah. But they, I think it's that shell. I could be wrong. I might, I see a lot of gas stations, so I might be wrong. But I think they have their own self-checkout now, too. No, no, no. I lied. Sorry. This is in, uh, 
This is in Botkins. There's a okay. circle. Co- circle Kaleida would be bougie like that, though. Yeah, no, this is a Circle K in Botkins right off of 75. And they've got a self-checkout there. But you can't buy any age-restricted stuff. So, like, tobacco, tobacco, alcohol, anything like that. Lottery tickets, you can't buy any Everything of that Everything you there. buy in a gas station, Correct. you can't and buy. And that's, that's what I said. I was like, hey, what's that thing? And the guy's like, oh, it's a self-checkout. And he's like, but it's worthless. And I was like, well, yeah, probably like 90% of what you guys sell is age-restricted. And he's like, yep, that, that's right. Every, everybody comes in here to buy age-restricted stuff. And like, they got to tell them to come over to my register. Yeah, and- yeah. Because at least when they do that, like half the stuff that's age restricted is like whatever. Like I get mad, I mean, because we're up age now. I get mad. Like all right, I need some Nyquil or something. Oh, I'm not allowed to buy that. Or yeah. something else was crazy. I needed to buy like, just a USB C like charging cable, like for like four bucks, locked behind a case at Walmart <laughs> because people are stealing that. I had yeah. a conversation with the employee, like that's sad for our culture. If that's really what's going on with that. Yeah, but like Walmart. It's. I mean, it's terrifying when like single companies take over everything. Say Walmart's been pushed recently because their minimum wage is eleven, mm. and they're being pushed to fifteen. And Amazon's are they're at fifteen, but they went through the whole debacle of fighting off the unions down in Alabama. Yeah, Ber- yeah. Bernie Bernie went down there, but yeah. I mean, well, I guess what are what is your opinion of just unionization in general? It depends what industry it's in. So like, how about the so the fact like the drivers were like pissing in bottles and shitting in bags to make their times to, their drive times work out? They weren't like weren't able to stop and go piss and shit in actual bathrooms. Um, so like a, a a union that that would be some people would make a case as as that being justification for a union, right? Like workers' rights and so forth. So was that the drivers like the self like almost like gig economy of drivers of Amazon delivering packages or cuz a, a lot of theirs they 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 whore out the postal service most of the time. So I don't think it's the delivery service. I think it's the so they have their major warehouses oh, okay. and it's the, the, oh, the right, big semis right, the semi, that are okay. yeah. I'm sorry. I saw drivers. I, no, I, I, that's an easy. The yeah. first the first thing that came to mind was the guy who showed up on my porch with right. my package that No, oh, and and they may have some, you know, suffering with with that too, uh, that's but an issue. my understanding is it's the semi drivers, the big, I mean, the big ones. Two day free shipping. I mean, that's tough. It's tough. You got to push that hard. I mean, was, I mean, those drivers. I would be okay for unionization for just the semi drivers. When it comes to those warehouse employees, I've seen videos like you're wearing nice, comfortable tennis shoes. You're in shorts. Mm. You just wait for the robot to bring the package down to you. Then you move it to the next section. Unionization for the semi drivers, Amazon. Yeah, two day. It's tough. Fuck warehouse workers. I hate warehouse workers. <laughs> you are a warehouse worker. Yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've covered everything I've got on on my list. I. Uh, oh no, we can go abroad can, a little bit. So one thing I'd like to bring up. So you guys, I don't know what you just talked about because I was taking a horrible coffee shit. That was just, quick. Just terrible. Like, well, was it was, it was, I think it was just coffee. Like, I'm pretty sure I just shit coffee. <laughs> I That's why I didn't, I didn't try to hold it. If you seen me, I like took one glance around the room and I said, and I just got up. <laughs> I didn't try to hold anything because I knew what was about to happen. And I'm glad I didn't because I would have lost. I would have lost if I sat in here and tried to hold that. So what, what did I, what did I miss? Just uh, quick, we, we, quick. Went, we went deep on Amazon and Walmart, I yeah. believe. Yeah, and then the unionization of Walmart. I love Amazon and Walmart. I appreciate everything that they've done 
for this world and this community. Amazon and Walmart are very important companies to me. So that's that. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're important companies. But, it's no, just sorry, whether or not they treat their employees the way that their employees should be treated, I think is the question. They're obviously important to the way we live life. Like everybody wants their shit and they want it now. And that's what Walmart and Amazon are for. Well, get your was, shit as fast as possible. I, I was saying that for uh, legal reasons, uh, <laughs> for contractually, where I work. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But um, my paycheck now is 90% dependent upon Walmart and Amazon's success. So <laughs> I out. love Walmart and Amazon. <laughs> I second that <laughs> message. <laughs> but uh, the, so you guys talked about that. And uh, I don't know, did you talk about, like, their... Did they do a $15 minimum wage or anything? Walmart is currently fighting that. They're currently they're, at an 11. Amazon yeah, Wal- is at 15. Walmart yeah. is very adamantly against paying their employees. <laughs> they very much are against it. They they hate the idea of it. And if you work too much... If you've made too much money from Walmart, they will retire you early. Mm. Like, like seriously. They'll, they're like, oh, well, you've been here X amount of time. Um you need to retire before you, you, we have to like pay you extra or something like. Well, do they, they do they, they share like do they? I know Amazon gives shares over time, like of stock from like Amazon stock. Does Walmart do that same thing? Because it might be more I like doubt it. I we're not going to give it. you thirty shares of Walmart stock. So leave. I, I doubt that. Yeah, but just from what I understand, Amazon is a ten times better employer than Walmart. Like Walmart is not. Not somebody that they're they're one of those you can't be full time kind of places. I, I, I could be from wrong. what I've heard. Like it's no, you have you can only work thirty one hours no matter what. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, I could be wrong, but I thought like Amazon. I thought I heard this stat: people under the age of forty, Amazon employs ten percent of people under the age of forty in the in the nation. Between their warehouses, their driving, their facilities, um, and then their online platform and so forth, and the upkeep of that, I, I somebody like I, I think I saw that on Rising um, with Sagar and uh, Oh the and Hill, yeah, yeah, great, great news in the center lane, yes. left and right, yes. What is Crystal this? Ball and Sagar will tell you what's up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch the clips on YouTube. Is where I get my information yep, same, from same. them. I watch is, their show every is day. Is Crystal Ball the? Yeah, that's the Crystal and Kyle and Friends. Yeah, that's Crystal the Ball? Crystal from Crystal and Kyle okay, and Friends. Cool. Yeah. I've only listened to like five minutes of one episode as I was trying to get uh, prepared to talk about anything current because I put blinders on and I refuse to learn anything about the world until it's relevant to me. Well, At least this past year or like since. Since February, since January, I don't want to know anything about COVID. I don't want to know about vaccinations. I don't want to. I don't care if you're anti-vax, pro-vax. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I genuinely don't care at all. Yeah, I I love them. Between uh, Sagar being on the right side of politics and then Crystal being on the left, like uh, I could listen to them and their their counter arguments between one another all day. Like it's great. And you just find them on YouTube. Just type in the hill or type in yeah. Crystal. I mean <laughs> Sagar. You can you can spell it the best you can. Yeah, yeah. But I mean their videos like you're four to like thirteen minutes. Yeah. So quick hitting, great news actually. There's, I do not see a spin on them. I'm no, I don't either. Subscribe right now. 
and and well and they they kind of like they they hold each other accountable so it's almost impossible for them to try to put spin on things because like obviously with with Sagar coming from the right Subscribe. and Crystal coming from the left they're going to be like no you're wrong and here's why and sometimes they do butt heads a little bit but it's always very like very polite it's a, it's a cordial it's, yeah there's actual discourse it's not just a shouting match it's fantastic so one thing i wanted to bring up quick uh that we probably could have gotten to earlier that but anyways on the topic of $15 minimum wage i don't think we covered this earlier did we um no the biden rolling out $15 minimum wage for government employees government contractors and tipped employees and contractors within the government now you might be saying well that's not you know a terrible amount of people i'm sure everybody in the government gets paid a lot of money you know and there's mm-hmm. probably very few you know contractors and uh all that no no, there's 390,000 employees that are going to be affected by that as of right now that are going to go from 10, 11, what I think it, like 10 or $11 is like the government minimum now that has been that since the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. So like I think like 8 years or like 6 or 6 or 7 years it's been $11 an hour, $10 an hour. And even less for the tipped employees, I think. Um, now they're going to have $15 minimum wage. Now the general public doesn't get that unless you're a government contractor. But I guess it's a step in the right direction slightly. Yeah, well, it was what he had the ability to actually accomplish, yeah. I think, is kind of what it comes down to. But it also does set some sort of precedence. You know, like if if the minimum wage for government employees rises, then in some way that's going to influence other other businesses and so forth to kind of match it or states even to match that and i think it by itself isn't a yeah. solution but it might pressure states to to kind of think about their minimum wage and uh a lot more people be looking for government jobs especially with that college debt as we talked about yeah. previously you might make 15 dollars an hour you might make uh you might get your shit paid off you know looking pretty good working for big brother these days huh <laughs> Um. Yeah. Oh, hey. Question: Is uh, Kamala Harris either a, a dumb bitch, a lady boss, or a demon whore? Discuss. Gonna, or is she a nice lady? I'm gonna go with first one out. No, it's one. Of the, it's one of the latter, latter two. Well, first I mean, one. No, I don't. I, <laughs> she's obviously not. She's not completely stupid because she ran for president and now she's vice president. So she, something something in her life has gone She played the game right. Yeah. So she, I mean I mean it was bad. I mean She was a terrible president on, on her part and of the person who she slept with to help get to the role she started out with, but that's on him as well. Yeah. My grandmother's calling me. Hold on. Put yeah. Dolly put Dolly on. <laughs> Hi grandma. Yeah, I'm around. I I can come over. What's going on? Well, I lost my yellow card where I keep all my addresses and telephone numbers, and I can't find it anywhere. And I need somebody to make me a new card. All right, I'll 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 come over. I'll write them all down for you. Okay, Austin. Thank you. 
Love you, Grandma. Okay. Oh, boy. What a sweet old lady. Oh, I love Dolly. She's a hoop. 90-year-old woman. She misplaced oh. something. I gotta go save her. Oh, the, <laughs> the best part about that was the pause on her end when you told her you loved her. Oh, she never says love you back. <laughs> she, oh, that's that's like my dad. She was I born like in 1930. They didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So my dad's dad is he's 94, I think, or 95 oh. now, and uh, and it like my dad never heard that from from his dad either so like i'll you know be talking to my dad or whatever and especially when we were living in dayton i didn't see him that often i'm like all right love you dad and he'd be like yep okay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep yep you sure better <laughs> um oh well um you know i guess that's pretty much that on the current events we did bring another special guest on to uh talk about his struggles with uh Yukon Gold Potato Addiction. Uh, his name is Chip. He is from the uh, Great White North, or I guess the Great White North's neighbor, um, Alaska. Uh, and, you know, uh, Chip, what, what, what's been your experience with the Yukon Golds? <clears throat> well, uh, well, thanks, Caleb. Um, you know, had a lot of troubles in my life with the uh, Yukon Gold Potatoes. They're just so and delicious uh you know i i eat about 12 dozen a day microwave boiled fried uh i i go through about about six sticks of butter too um couple pounds of salt i mine it myself you know we're we're pretty self-sustaining up here in alaska um so you know and i and uh that uh the ubi we have up here really helps helps me uh get my potato supplies for the year um, you know, a couple thousand dollars goes a long way with potatoes. Um, <clears throat> you know, me and my wife, uh, who uh, some of you may know, is a polar bear. Her name is Shayla. Uh, we've been together for about a about a good decade, about a good decade, and we've been eating potatoes and and raw salmon ever since. And um, I just want to raise a little bit of awareness about Yukon uh, uh, Gold potato addiction. Uh, I know that I'm not alone, and I want you to know that you're not alone. There is life outside of potatoes. There is food outside of potatoes, um, things like chicken strips, uh, chicken nuggets, buffalo chicken wings, bone-in and boneless, uh, steak, and roast. You know, So there's more than just potatoes out there. Um, you know, There's several foods that you can eat. Macaroni, another good one. Um, not much besides those though. Um, I know some people like vegetables and I say potatoes are a vegetable. Why can't I just eat those? And they say, oh, Chip, you got to have more than just potatoes. And I said, well, uh, you can, uh, just take off there, bud. Cause I, uh, I don't need it. But after seeing several therapists, uh, both physical and mental, as I suffer severe injuries on a regular basis, uh, as a consequence of being married to a polar bear, uh, I have discovered that I need to make some changes in my life. And I vow on this day 
May 1st, 2021, to stop eating Yukon gold potatoes after 5 p.m. for the rest of my life. That should cut my potato uh, intake down to only eight dozen. And me and Dr. Tracy think that that is a step in the right direction. Um, Also, while I have your attention, I would like to point out the importance of good quality footwear in the workplace. If your job requires steel toes, wear them. You need your toes. Trust me, I'm from Alaska. The threat of frostbite has steered me away from steel toes in the past because I thought, oh, if there's metal in there, it's going to make my toes colder, right? It's not true. Wear thicker socks. Just wear them, okay? If you have wide feet, you're going to have to go the custom route. I know people, most feet generally do need a wide a wide uh, last, right? So so the standard D is not good enough for most of most of the population. The double E is not good enough for a lot of people with extremely wide feet. Okay, me personally, I need an X. My feet are equal distant wide as they are long. I have been referred to as having chode feet. Okay? <laughs> Our children have paws, not just from not just from Shayla, but also from me. Because I have paw feet <laughs> and hands as well. It helps when throwing potatoes into Shayla's mouth. With that said, some good footwear options in the leather boot uh market are Thorough goods. They are American made. Mock toe, wedge sole, crepe Christie, Vibram. Okay? Everybody needs them. They're a quality product. If you want to go the custom route, Nick's. Nick's boots are a phenomenal boot. They are very expensive, but your feet will thank you later. White's boots, same thing as Nick's. Red Wings. Low-quality trash. Stop buying them unless you don't want to buy the custom products of the Knicks or White's boots because Thoroughgoods are not wide enough for my paws. But Red Wing does offer an H width, which is a, is a step in the right direction for me. Thank you and have a blessed day.